Hello, I'm Dr. Roshan Jain, psychiatrist and de-addiction specialist at Apollo Hospitals, Bangalore. If you have chosen to listen to this podcast on combating anxiety, then I must congratulate you for doing so. You chose rightly to move ahead of fear and anxiety by first learning about it. I think understanding and managing anxiety has become such an important part of our modern fast-paced life, especially given the stress and demands upon us. It is even more important during the current COVID-19 crisis and lockdown, as fear, anxiety and sadness is a commonest emotional reaction. But are these reactions wrong? The first things that the listener must know is that anxiety is not dangerous and it's not wrong. And when one is facing life difficulties, anxiety is an understandable and an appropriate response. So how does one differentiate between normal anxiety and an anxiety disorder? Well, normal anxiety is appropriate to situation. It's a worry. It's a response to uncertainty. If a person is facing life stresses wherein there is unknown like an exam or a deadline, then he is bound to be stressed and worried. Such amount of stress and worry motivates us. In fact, just enough anxiety enhances performance, improves focus, and mobilizes our resources to face challenge. Meaning, if we have stresses in life, then it's appropriate to be anxious. That's normal anxiety. And when the stressor or the situation resolves, we let go of some of that anxiety and move on to other things. But if we stay in a situation of anxiety for too long, our fight or flight response remains activated and that's not good for our health as it releases excessive stress hormone and can wear us down physically and psychologically. Such is the case with COVID-19 pandemic where the stressor is real and won't go away to the best of our desires. And with evolving uncertainty, a rapidly changing situation topped up with proliferation of false information about the virus and quite frankly, an overdose of precautionary advice. One can imagine the impact on psychological well-being. While many will experience transient anxiety, some will be pushed over the cusp wherein their unremitting anxiety will turn into an ailment or a medical condition called anxiety disorder. So the next question that comes to mind is that how does anxiety present? So when a person is anxious, apart from a sense of continuous fear or unease, they can also experience bodily features such as awareness of heartbeat, trembling, sweating, headache and dizziness. Anxious person catastrophizes and fears the worst outcome in everything. And when anxiety becomes excessive and worry becomes uncontrollable, it starts to cause problem by getting in the way of day-to-day life. Importantly, it affects quality and quantity of sleep, the concentration, and ability to remain rational. Given the stressful times that we are in, it is imperative that we contain our anxiety and prevent it from getting out of control. I think it is timely that we look at various ways of coping with the current situation besides effective management of invariable stresses of modern world. So in terms of anxiety management strategies, first and foremost, I would suggest reducing consumption of information and news from social media and television. We live in a world where we are exposed to non-stop flow of data, which is marred by bias, negativity and pessimism. We are receiving enormous negative vibrations from a variety of sources around us. This can be overwhelming. As much of the information is unnecessary and worryingly, 
a lot of it is fake so the next time you follow the news ask yourself how much of it is necessary or useful and which bits of headlines will change your action and behavior while news up updates is important to stay informed during a pandemic but ensure that you get them from only one or two credible government sources the next one i would suggest is to change your mindset our perception of external world and awareness of internal reaction can play a pivotal role in changing our mindset so in this time of crisis don't think that you're alone we're all in it together and you're not stuck inside you have an opportunity to rest rejuvenate and reflect and when skimming through the news focus less on death and disease and more on recoveries and containment this will add to a positive outlook i think negativity and pessimism is as infectious as the virus stay away from it another strategy to manage anxiety is to acknowledge and accept your emotions and uncertainty given the scenario we are bound to experience fear anxiety and sadness but it is important that we acknowledge our feelings reflect on its unhelpful nature and put them aside as much as possible it is well established that denial and suppression of emotions is not an effective strategy to cope with emotions in fact it makes it worse we also need to accept that things are uncertain and that this pandemic is not in our control but we do have a choice to change our reactions uncertainty is discomforting but it's not dangerous i invite you to look back and ask yourself how many things did you accept that you were not certain or sure about you will be surprised to learn that we accept a lot of things we are not certain about in doing so you will find peace peace of knowing that not everything has to be 100% of certain in life further if you are experiencing excessive worry that seems out of control and is unmanageable then try and put some constraints around it by designating a worry period or a worry time meaning you identify a time in a day say about 20 to 30 minutes when you sit down and jot down all your worries on a piece of paper use this time to worry as much as you like and get it all out it will help you to unburden your mind besides have the content ready for review and reflection at a later date having a designated worry time and writing it out can be a very effective way of containing and processing your thoughts and identifying how much of it is useful or useless this means you don't just worry you learn from it another advice is to connect and communicate as they say a problem shared is a problem halved meaning when in difficulty it is useful to talk to someone about it in doing so you share the burden move on to solutions and in the process learn about yourself follow the pertinent advice from our prime minister wherein he mentioned maintain social distancing but enhance social connections it's time we make effective use of technology and proper use of those expensive devices to enhance our connections with our family friends and well-wisher this way the restriction and isolation will also become more bearable next i want you to focus on relaxation and body activation strategies i would recommend you prioritize your sleep as we know that in times of crisis or difficulties sleep is often compromised anxious and stressed 
person reports significant disturbances in quality and quantity of sleep. Remember, it's not just the thoughts that interrupt our sleep, but also the sleep behavior, which can be easily disrupted or even reversed when we spend all the time at home. For example, being at home can lead to untimely naps, which can then affect the onset of sleep at night. Equally, one may delay sleep for late night binge watching, and this can affect the rhythm of the sleep. It is important to be disciplined around sleep routine, especially going to and getting out of bed at the same time each day. Another thing, if you have tendency to dwell into your thoughts and worries and haven't been able to sleep, then get out of bed onto a chair and read a gentle book or a magazine until the urge to sleep returns. Next, I want you to think fitness and wellness with exercise, which is proven to be effective in anxiety and depression, especially when it's done for 30 to 45 minutes at a moderate intensity for at least four to five days per week. As the saying goes, food is one of the most commonly abused anti-anxiety substance and exercise is the most underutilized antidepressant. Let's reverse the trend. Those who have never done any exercise might find it hard to engage in home workout during a lockdown, in which case any physical activity will suffice as long as it's done for a similar duration. Another time-tested strategy is mindful breathing meditation. It will help in reducing the wavering of a nervous mind, improve clarity by bringing it to the present moment, and give you needed tranquility. In order to meditate, I suggest you sit down in a quiet place, bring your attention to the breathing. Feel, hear, and visualize your breath going in through your nostrils, passing through your upper airways, and all the way deep into your lungs. By becoming aware of your breath, one learns to recognize this essential life energy, but also learns to bring that awareness to the present moment. If a thought drifts, then simply observe the drift and the nature of the thoughts non-judgmentally and allow it to pass or let go. Bring your awareness back to the breath and observe your breath. Ideally, mindful breathing meditation should be done for at least 10 to 15 minutes twice per day. I would suggest you do mindful breathing before going to bed and soon after waking. To summarize the anxiety management strategies, I recommend reducing consumption of news and information to reduce the source of stress and negative vibrations. To change our mindsets and have a more positive outlook. To accept emotions and uncertainty. And to have a designated worry time and time for reflection. It is important to rekindle our connections with effective use of technology. Equally, we need to prioritize our sleep as far as possible. And a 30 to 45 minute of exercise can kickstart your day with energy and enthusiasm. And finally, practice mindful breathing meditation to attain some peace and calm. I would like to add that if the anxiety management strategies has had limited benefits, then consider seeking professional help for further evaluation of your anxiety and consideration of treatment, which may include formal talking therapy or psychotherapy, a short course of tranquilizing medication or antidepressants. While tranquilizing medication may help break the cycle of anxiety and apprehension, but one needs to be cautious as they can be addictive, especially when taken for a duration of more than four to six weeks.
on the other hand antidepressants are non addictive and safer but are required to be taken for 6 to 12 weeks after an initial episode of anxiety disorder there is sufficient data to suggest that a combination of antidepressants and psychotherapy is more effective than either one alone remember like all crises this will also pass but it is bound to leave us with an experience and exposure to the challenges that is so crucial for developing resilience we are all in it together and shall come out more resourceful rested and resilient i want to finish off with some food for thought charlie chaplin stated nothing is permanent in this wicked world not even our troubles dan milman stated you don't have to control your thoughts you just have to stop letting them control you thank you for listening keep safe and keep calm